0: think about that 16 Ryder cup all the time all the time all the time i think about that 16 rider cup all the
1: time back here on the first cup podcast with kyle porter i'm chip patterson that's kyle porter uh, he thinks about the 2016 Ryder cup all the time he thinks about the Ryder cup all the time kyle how we doing man
0: I'm good. I'm, I'm physically and mentally preparing my, my body for, uh, the tour Paris. <laughs> yeah, no, not for the, when is the tour? Championship? It's not this uh, weekend, no, right? For, for, uh, no, it's not this okay. weekend. It is, uh, it is next weekend, but for, yeah, your Euro- European time, uh, I'm, I'm ready. Teams are set. I know we're going to talk about that later on, but, uh, I'm, I'm fired up. I'm ready to, I'm ready to roll how
1: exhausting was the BMW championship for you as a golf rider who had to stay plugged into it? Because even I felt like I was watching one by one as golf Twitter was checking out through the rain delays. And then, then you're going to even take us onto a playoff all the way through that. I mean, I I don't, I don't think it's in, it's probably not good business to come out in the first minute and talk about, uh, you know, the, the tough, how it was tough to get behind a, a tournament. But I, I gotta say that, you know, your stamina, I, I really envy what you committed to the coverage for uh, both, you know, a strong performance from Tiger Woods and a leaderboard that was absolutely loaded. I want to get to some of the fun off course hijinks, particularly from some of the European members of the team. But uh, how I like that was that took some real golf blogger stamina on your part. And I wanted to congratulate you.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. It was uh, it, it was weird. It, and and this always happens this time of year you get these just loaded leaderboards just just outrageous names on top of these leaderboards and people just seem indifferent to the whole thing. If you I had mean, given had,
1: yeah, if you had given me that leaderboard at Bay Hill, I would have been freaking out. We would have spent 45 minutes just recapping the tournament.
0: Well, and and in some ways it was similar cuz you had Rory and Tiger again. I can't remember who I think Ricky was involved at Bay Hill. Uh, I, I don't know who else, but yeah, and, and we and everybody's losing their minds. And here it's like, and part of the problem was, my Saturday was just a was a circus because I had I had uh, golf in the morning, started at like six thirty, and then uh, obviously covering Oklahoma State that night, and it was like it was like a eighteen hour endeavor. I mean, it was it was insane. But part of the problem for. The BMW was that they played so early on Saturday and then you had to wait all the way until Monday to get to get to the conclusion that it just there was no momentum at all in the tournament. Like if you if you if you do what they were trying to do, which is play early Saturday, early Sunday, then at least you have momentum going into the final round. And and there's intrigue and obviously huge names involved. But yeah, it just it just kind of lost steam uh, by by Monday afternoon.
1: What about, um, all right, so Keegan Bradley's our winner winner over Justin Rose in a playoff. Uh, would you say like of of the three players or so that uh, in the the golf that you did get to see, you felt like there was a, a any kind of big or strong takeaway? Uh, where was was Keegan Bradley one of those? I mean, did I feel like he's played well during this playoffs. Um, it hasn't you know changed his Ryder Cup fortune or anything like that. I, what do you like? What do you chalk that up to? How do you reconcile Keegan Bradley' his late season, I guess, or postseason surge uh, after a long stretch of uh, golf that has certainly not been putting his name up here uh, with the rest of these top of the world type peers?
0: Yeah, I think Keegan has sort of settled into who he is as a golfer, which is not the guy that was. Uh, winning you know won, won a major and was contending it at, at other like I, I think that was sort of an outlier but I also think him you know falling to number 122 in the world was also an outlier and I think sort of who he's been over the last uh, I don't know year and a half two years is about is about right and you look at his stats he finishes number one on the weekend putting and you're like well yeah I mean a, a guy who's a top 60 player if they finish number one in putting they should probably be close to or, or close to winning or, or win a tournament and you know i was thinking about this he, he made that putt i'm sure you saw the replay of it or, or whatever but oh, uh, i saw on it on
1: cbs sports hq the number yeah, one spot you. to ha- catch up on all highlights cbs sports <laughs> hq available on all of your connected devices
0: <laughs> there you go yeah. uh, company man um so on number 4 on Monday, I think it was 4, might have been 5. And it was it was the putt that like hung on the lip for I don't know 10 seconds or whatever and then it falls. The 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 margins in golf are are literally so thin that if that doesn't fall, then we're not even talking about Keegan Bradley. He just finished second and that's a, you know, that's a that's a great thing for him obviously, but we're talking about Justin Rose and about how, you know, can he Anchor the the European Ryder Cup team as the number one player in the world. It you know he he owns Iranamay like all these different narratives. Literally a millimeters difference. It, it, it's and that doesn't speak to anything about Keegan or or Justin Rose. They're obviously both good players, but it speaks more to just how how crazy golf is and how again overrated winning is. I mean, is did Keegan play any differently if that putt doesn't fall? No, he played exactly the same.
1: I'm gonna name this episode "Winning
0: is Overrated." It is. I mean, it, it's it it it's both overrated and underrated. Like, and and I know that sounds like I mean it is a contradiction, um, but it's it's overrated because you can be Tony Finau, 15 straight rounds in the 60s, and no you're wins. clearly a, do what? 15 straight rounds in the 60s, no wins. Yeah, no wins, and you're clearly a better player than Xander Shoffley and Keegan Bradley, which is why you got picked for the Ryder Cup team. But you can also be, um, I don't know, Fowler's the guy that we always talk about, and it's like, God, like you, you kind of need to win something at some point, you know? So I, I, I don't know. I, I think about, I think about, <laughs> I think about the 2016 Ryder Cup all the time. I think about winning <laughs> a lot and just like how we perceive it and how it's viewed not only among consumers of golf but also people within it players caddies uh, and I, I and i guess what i mean by it's underrated is that you take somebody who's won uh like JT nine wins on the PGA Tour. i think he has nine that that's insane like we we do not we do not appreciate what he's done like that is not valued enough because that's people don't do that that's crazy and uh so I don't know i I think that winning it is in a lot of ways both overrated and underrated
1: well the the thing that I think frustrates you is that uh when when golf needs to be cooked down into uh take sized bites then we need we need data like we need stats and there there are no better stats than than wins and so uh the the golfer who's going to get talked about first is going to be the golfer that finished on the top of the leaderboard even if the margin of error for that was three blades of grass on the edge of the cup and yeah. you know when you spend you know, what 72 hours watching golf and seeing the ups and downs and the mini swings it can be frustrating because you realize that it totally ignores uh the battle and the complexity of all that but man that's like that that is the way that golf has to be packaged if it's going to be sold to the mainstream
0: yeah, totally. Speaking of the mainstream, I got a take for you here. All right. So there was a thing that came out after the PGA Championship about I, I can't remember who said it, some Fox Sports radio host or something, about how Tiger uh, would not—I I can't remember what it exactly what it was. Tiger like wouldn't have been as good if he played in this era, and again, or he wouldn't have—he wouldn't have—he wouldn't have won Whatever. I, I don't remember what the take was. It, it was that was the gist of it. And I have to say, I mean, this guy, this person got just roasted. I mean, just torched. And I have to say, he's not I, wrong. Yeah, like I agree with that.
1: And you know what does it for me is going back and just looking at the, uh, looking at the old world rankings and looking at the old Ryder Cup teams and looking at some of his competition, and then comparing that to even through a season what we've seen for his competition at the majors yeah. and in tournaments now. It is inarguably a higher quality of golfer right now in 2018.
0: Now the 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 the, the uh, thing like kind of rubbing against that is is that Tiger like literally single handedly created all of this, right? And so that doesn't get enough credit. Like he doesn't get enough credit for that. Um, but he he just he just wouldn't have won, like if he was um i don't know if he was like D- dustin johnson's age he just wouldn't have won as much i'm i'm sorry he just he just wouldn't have i mean i i don't i think you are swimming upstream if you if if anyone thinks that golf is worse now than it was when tiger was playing
1: but you have to be able to isolate the acknowledge that tiger is uh, the, the single biggest catalyst for why the quality of golf or the competition in the sport of golf, the money in golf and, and the way that yeah. all those things are symbiotic, you you have to be able to compartmentalize him being the catalyst from the simple question, would he have won as much? And the answer is no.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's true. And, and, and you can, and, and both things can be true and I think are true. and, I mean and historically speaking he, he should he should get more credit for like he has changed the trajectory of golf as a sport yes how many how, how many athletes have done that? I mean, like just so few. Arnold Palmer did it uh pe- Some people would say that Steph Curry has done it in basketball um, but j- the, like the sport of golf is different in every way on the professional level because of Tiger Woods and that's that's incre- that's an incredible thing but it's also true that he wouldn't have 79 wins if Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Brooks Kepka and Justin Rose were playing in the early 2000s he just he just wouldn't
1: how about big cat 65 in the final round hell of a round yeah it was great i'm having a but, lot of fun with these uh these like early um, what what these these tea times are normally about middle of the pack on Sundays, and he goes super low, just fires off a birdie train to get everybody hyped up and finish like seventh
0: <laughs> there's nothing wrong with I that mean, it, it's been the story of his season he kind of flipped the the first two rounds narrative because he, I mean, he's been bad in for not bad. He's been even par in first rounds or something like that. Yeah. He's been like 140th on tour in terms of scoring average in the first round. Then he goes out 62 and you're like, wow. Okay. well Let's, let's see where this goes. And then, so him and Rory were combined 16 under on day one. They were combined one under on day two on a course that was, I mean, it was playing a little bit easier even on day two, I think, or maybe one stroke harder. I mean, it was about the same. And he just, he, he had, it's always one singular thing in all of these tournaments that keeps him from winning on, on like this time it was uh putting in round two. He lost three and a half strokes to the field, uh, in, in the second round with his putter. I mean, there, there's the tournament right there, and you know it's probably too simplistic to to boil it down to just one thing. But you you go back and look, you can pick out you know sometimes it's back nine scoring on the weekend, sometimes it's uh, driving in the first two rounds. There's always one little thing that's just a little bit off for Tiger.
1: There, there's like I do think that there's one drive per championship, if not drive per one drive per round per championship, that might cost him a stroke and a half to the field. <laughs> if not by direct penalty, then at least uh, by what it's done to him for a certain hole or the lingering effects that it has going on to the next hole because I don't think outside of... I mean, shoot, even at the British in that final round, he fired one off. Yeah, I, I, think, yeah. Yeah, I think we've got at least at least a stroke and a half off the tee at some point during every championship where uh, where he just lets one fly.
0: Yeah, totally. And he even, I mean, Aaron was was a little funny because I, I think he had one, I can't remember which round, he had one bad driving round and he still, I think, got a number out of it. And it wasn't the easiest rough to hit out of. Um, but yeah, when I mean, you, it just, when it starts going badly with the driver for him, it's just like, Oh my gosh, like what, you know, it's going to be interesting at the Ryder Cup too, because it starts going badly. Are you like, are you going to like, what do you, what do you do? Are you going to like start hitting irons off the tee? I know that the the course in, in Paris doesn't demand a ton of drivers, but I, I don't know. That's going to be a pretty interesting thing to to kind of keep track of.
1: Justin Rose did not win, uh, as we mentioned, losing in a playoff to Keegan Bradley, but he becomes the new number one player in the world. Uh, just a, a pretty great... Was, did Justin Rose finish as uh, one of the best score-to-pars in all four majors? I feel like he showed up every single time.
0: Yeah, he was number one. Uh, I can't remember what his number was, and I think Fowler was was second. Wow.
1: Fowler was yeah. second?
0: Yeah, I know. That's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rose is, uh, you know, we had, we had an interesting discussion on our, our uh, little text group chat that nobody cares about and I continue to reference, but uh, just, like, how how people feel about Justin Rose, and I think a lot of people, like, I don't know. I, I, I Actually, I just want to get your opinion. How do you, like, how, what does Justin Rose make you feel when you watch him play golf?
1: I really like Justin Rose. I, I... Yeah, I- I like Justin Rose. Uh, Justin Rose looks like he is having fun playing golf. Even even when he's playing poorly, uh, he he never seems to have the he never seems to have the world is melting down mentality. And as a, a personal matter of flavor and taste, I think that's about the speed that I run at with my enjoyment of golf. And when it's rolling, it's a lot of fun. Um, he's he's obviously playing very very well right now. I think that he's got. Uh, I mean, his his swing's fun. It's pretty. Yeah, I, I like Justin. I've got nothing against Justin Rose. He's probably one of. Uh, he's probably one of the European golfers that I have the most enjoyment or fandom
0: for uh, throughout the season. I agree. Uh, like I'm, I I really like Justin Rose. I've had good interactions with him. He doesn't seem to take himself too seriously, which I think is is what you're getting at a little bit, like on the course. And, but I think a lot of people either dislike him, especially Americans, or just feel complete indifference to him. Uh, Haven't we
1: talked about this?
0: Yeah, we probably have. Because well, we're, we're probably
1: because no, because well, he fits my pointy face theory. people that have sharp and pointed features, if you can't, if, if if someone has, has no reason to like that person it's very easy to, uh, to just throw them on, on the negative side of a binary conversation.
0: Who's, who's the captain of this team? Hmm. Like, I mean, are there other people that you've referenced in the past? No. Or is it just like a general life theory, general life theory that, that the
1: because of, uh, because of the like folklore and folktale around like witches and that sort of character and cartoonish (laughs) aspect that it is associated with malevolence.
0: Yeah, I could see that. And that's why, and that's
1: why I think that like Justin Rose runs totally counter to that because he's easygoing, He's, he doesn't take himself too seriously. He's just out there really enjoying it. Just trying to play the best golf that he can. And, uh, He's he's really not out there trying to be the
0: villain. Yeah, that, no, that makes sense. I think he's up there for me. Like, if I was going to make a list, I don't know. Maybe maybe people will really disagree with me here. But if I was going to make a list of like the top five guys on the PJ tour that I think would be the most enjoyable to just go play a just a eighteen holes with, like for twenty bucks or something, I think he'd be up there. I don't know if he'd be on the list, but he he would he. I, I just think like I, I'm with you and and I, I heard uh, Solly and the guys at at No Line Up talking about this. Like I I just have so much admiration for and in respect for the the European like Ryder Cup team room. Like I just think those guys like I just think they get it. Like they they understand that just the way everything works. They don't take themselves too seriously. They 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 don't take the sport too seriously, but they still, um, you know... They still compete of- seriously,
1: and they compete like professionals. It's their yeah. job.
0: And that, that's the word. They're, they're all just pros, and I think they're fun to be around, uh, fun to... Watch and I don't know. We need to make a list of our five guys that that we think would be most fun to play a a, a, a eighteen holes with.
1: All right. So uh, before we get into grading the Ryder Cup teams, I'll, I'll just go for a quick aside here that doubles down on your notion. Uh, our former colleague and still friend Robbie Calland did an event with TaylorMade that had him sitting in the middle of a bunker with Justin Rose for about an hour and a half or so. And he said Justin was delightful. Yeah. He was, it was on the Monday. I forgot what tournament it was. I think it might have been after Akron. And it was like the Monday after the tournament. And they sat in there and they did all these activities. And that Justin was like giving Robbie tips and he was showing him stuff. And that he the, the one takeaway that I remember Robbie had that he shared was Justin Rhodes can emulate the sand shots of other pros in addition to his own sand shot.
0: That's crazy.
1: Like he was like, okay, and so this is like how Phil does it, and then he'd hit it, and then he was like, and this is how so and so does it, and then he'd hit it. He just just has like five that's, different sand shots, including emulating uh, the, his peers.
0: That's pretty crazy.
1: That stuff always gets lost. I think that if you if you go and just spend time with these guys, and because it, it, I guess it's what like Tiger Justin Thomas with like trick shots at those charity events or things like that. But yeah. the fooling around, when you get to see the full skill set of just shot making on display, it's incredible. Oh, speaking of, Kyle, you know what? What? You can work on your shot making somewhere. You can work on your shot making at Top Golf. That's right because not only are you going to be able to get to Top Golf and be able to enjoy all of the amenities that they have at Top Golf, but they also have certified instructors. And you can book a lesson today at your local Top Golf by going to topgolf.com/lessons. Top Golf coach is the number 1 way to improve your game so that you can sip you can swing. You can have a great time, and you can improve your score. Uh, if you've got a little hitch, if you need to be working on your follow through, maybe your shoulders aren't in alignment. You're working on your feet, your hands. Well, guess what? Those certified instructors at Top Golf, they're going to get it all straightened out for you, so that you can shave. I don't know. Let's say like 13 strokes off your handicap. There you go, guaranteed by Chip. If not, then the money you paid for this podcast is lost. Uh, Topgolf.com slash lessons. Topgolf.com slash lessons. Go and book a lesson with one of the Topgolf certified instructors today.
0: Is that, do you go to Topgolf and just grind over your game, like on a night out with friends? <laughs> I should. <laughs> um, we, uh, we actually
1: are still awaiting a Topgolf in the Raleigh-Durham area. Yeah. Well, or the Rale- the Greater Triangle Area. People get mad when you say Raleigh Durham, but yeah. I I feel like I need to connect it for people. But uh
0: Topgolf is great. It's like it's like a great hang. It it's 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 to 2018 what like the bowling alley was to nineteen seventy two. Right.
1: It's uh it, I, it I really love
0: is. It. It's it's fun.
1: Um no I uh I, I grind on my game. During sweaty rounds at the uh, at the public muni Raleigh Golf Association, <laughs> went out there by myself at like 10 a.m. last Friday. <laughs> probably lost five pounds of sweat just out there, yep. just grinding.
0: It's like Tiger. I, yeah, I don't usually go to Top Golf um, with like my wife and our friends and be like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on some fades here." Can you guys, <laughs> you guys want to go get some. Some beers or something. <laughs> I just need to flight a couple of fades <laughs> into the back net. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, I'm not aiming at any of these targets. I got, I'm really, really working on, uh, really, really working on some stuff right now. Uh, uh all right, let's get, let's get to these, uh, these Ryder Cup grades. So, uh, yeah, let's do it. First of all, the, uh, the European team has been, uh, officially rounded out. So, mm. The uh, the full squad, Justin Rose, Francesco Molinari, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood, Alex Noren, and Paul Casey were made it on points. I guess Terrell Hatton made it on points, too. Yes. And our – So
0: did, so did uh, Thorborn. So
1: did Thorborn. So our captain's picks were Ian Poulter, Sergio Garcia, Henrik Stenson.
0: And Casey.
1: And Casey. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, did you see the prank call to Thomas Bjorn from, uh, Rory, Henrik, Tommy Fleetwood and Ian Poulter?
0: Yeah. And that, that's what, that's what I'm getting at. Like those guys just, I mean, it was, it was awesome. Like the, the, it was, it was hilarious. Stenson was just killing me, his facial expressions and. <laughs> Simpson's the best. That guy's awesome, but uh, they just they just get it. like they just understand the whole deal. They understand that it's a performance. they understand what people want to see and uh, I don't know. they just have fun with it.
1: Yeah, so the if you haven't gotten a chance to see it, be sure you go check it out. Uh, it starts with some uh, some good rookie hazing jokes for uh, the rest of the group as they pick up Tommy Fleetwood in the car and tell him that he's got to go clean their shoes and fetch their tea. Um, and then they call captain Thomas Bjorn and then Rory, I guess this was during Sunday I, cause it was the lost day, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's raining. So they're just killing time. He says, uh, he tells the, he tells Thomas Bjorn that they had a cryotherapy chamber at the course and he used it and shot a 62 and then he said, uh, Tommy used it too. Or did he
0: say yeah, yeah, he's he said Tommy used it and shot two sixty twos in a row.
1: And so <laughs> they wanted to be able to get a couple uh for the Ryder Cup. And I, I don't know if Thomas Bjorn knew he was getting punked and playing along, but it made for a great laugh for the car.
0: Oh, it was it was great. He ended it Rory ended by saying he actually wanted one for everyone on the <laughs> right. Ryder Cup teams. And he was like, I know that's a big ask. And Bjorn was like Okay, okay, well, you know, we'll see what we can do. We'll talk to the physios, and we'll get the physios to get back to you. Uh, It was great. It was, yeah, it was really funny.
1: So I think that they, uh, I think that because of the just sort of overwhelming star power of the United States team, it is only making things, like, the United States team as we sit right now, based on my completely distanced opinion... Is that they're the ones rolling in with all the pressure?
0: Yeah, it really does seem like that, and it's it's so fat. I, I I want to pick the European team so bad, and but I just keep looking at these rosters, and and I just I don't I don't see how it's going to happen. But like, here, here's the deal. And somebody brought this up. I, we might have talked about this last week, so I'm sorry if we already did. But Thomas Bjorn was forced to pick Sergio Stenson and Poulter because if he goes out and picks and we did talk about this, Eddie um, Pepperell. Yeah. Eddie Pepperell, uh, Patrick, who, uh, I don't know <laughs> who Who else would be it. Matthew Fitzpatrick and whoever else like this is just, They're just not rolling up to the first C and doing anything for like DJ and JT. But if you roll Sergio and Stinson out there, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I think there's If you roll Sergio
1: and Stinson out against uh Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau, they've got more majors.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah. Or Ricky
1: Ricky Fowler and Dustin Johnson.
0: Sergio, Sergio and Stenson got more majors. Or Ricky and JT. Yeah. But like the, the the point is that there's a scenario in which Europe could win based on its I mean, they just have so much to fall back on. But the 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 thing about that is like it's gonna take a just sort of not a not a collapse, but just a really poor performance in a lot of ways from the US for that to happen. The US is just they're just better. I think that I think Europe's team this year is better than it was in 16. But like we've already talked about, you, the US team is is a lot better. I mean, they're two they're two the two last like the two lowest ranked guys on this US team are two of the like 11 best golfers of all time <laughs> who who have played well this year. Right. It's not like they were just like, you know, pity picks. Like, Tigers eighth on the tour in strokes gain. Phil won in Mexico and has been playing, you know, I guess Phil could be argued, but Tigers playing great golf. He was, a, he was, he's the second lowest ranked player on this team. That's crazy. And so I, I just think I, – I think it will – I think Europe could win, but I think if they win, it will be because the Americans did not play very well.
1: Okay, so let's go – let's line them up. Um, did you rank them in order of world golf rankings or did you try yes. to almost – Okay, so you – this was yeah. not a – this was not a Kyle Porter power rankings against each other, but
0: – No, I, I just took the highest ranked guy on each team and pitted them against each other and said, okay, in this – Taking these two guys against each other in a Ryder Cup, who would have the advantage?
1: If, this, if these were what the singles matchups were, where does it go? Sure,
0: yeah, and and I did it more so for like who's going to have the most overall value for their team for the entire Ryder Cup, but I think you could also look at it like that. Justin Rose against Dustin Johnson, where's the advantage? I mean, it's it's Rose. He's he's playing great, and he's just such a great. I mean, he's an all-time Ryder cupper. He he really is. I know we say that about like half of Europe's roster, but it's kind of true. And DJ's got some other stuff going on right now that I don't know how that's... I don't know. Maybe nothing affects him, but uh, I, I got to go Europe there.
1: All right. What about Francesco Molinari against Brooks Koepka? Uh
0: Molinari's never won a full point at a Ryder Cup. Whoa! He's oh th- yeah, he's 0-3-2, oh, I think, in two different Ryder Cups. And Kepka was awesome at the last Ryder cup that kind of got lost. He went like, uh, I think he went three and one or three, one and one, something like that. He was phenomenal. And he's won two majors. That's a, that's a big boy matchup though. That's three of the four, uh, major wins this year, but I, I would go us.
1: Was one of them or two of them with
0: DJ? Uh, yeah, because uh, DJ and Kutra were together, uh, at the beginning. And then I think DJ and Kepka played, uh, for at least I think they played twice
1: because that I could see what now like looking back on it now I can see why that got lost because in 2016 we're coming off of uh DJ's Oakmont win and we probably looked at that through the lens of uh Kepka being with DJ which probably now given the events of the 2018 season that same that same pair goes out and we're probably saying DJ being with Kepka
0: yeah, yeah we would, right now we would. For yeah. Sure.
1: I mean, I just and I th- I think that I could see how that definitely got lost and uh as we go into the next one. All right, Rory against Justin Thomas.
0: <sighs> I don't know, man. I mean, I I think that JT is pr- uh, I don't know. Rory's been pretty good the last few tournaments. Uh I went I went with I, I'm acting like I'm making my decision right now. I already made my decision. I went with Rory just because of what he did at, at 16 at Hazeltine. And also, JT's first Ryder Cup. I think he's going to be awesome, but I don't know. It, it's a different environment. You don't know how guys are going to respond. Uh, I, I would have to just, on the front end, give the nod to Rory.
1: Well, he played all right at Paris and then lost it in the final round, right?
0: Uh, Yeah, he may... He made like a triple to end his final round or something. He should have finished third or I, I don't, I don't remember what the numbers were, but yeah, he played pretty well in Paris. So I think he's going to, I think he's going to be great. I think whoever you pair him up with, whether he gets tiger or he gets Ricky, like they did at the president's cup. I think JT is going to be pretty awesome.
1: Um, John Rahm against Bryson DeChambeau. Uh,
0: yeah. Bryson. I mm. mean, I would go US here. I mean, he's won two of his last three. I think Rom's going to, be great but bryson's playing much better golf okay
1: i'll say in a vacuum i take rom and i'm willing to consider the possibility that the excitement of the Ryder cup and the setting uh in paris could create closer to a vacuum matchup as opposed to a continuation of what we've seen so far at the end of the season
0: which, by the way, if these two get matched up against one another, it's it's like the most like strokes gain uh, consternation is going to be <laughs> like is going to be uh, just out of control. Like they're both so like they run hot. An- they both run so hot. and just yeah, it it would be unbelievable to watch. Who throws a club
1: first, Bryson or
0: Rom? Uh, uh I I would think Rom. Bryson might throw like a I don't I don't know what he would throw like his abacus or something.
1: <laughs> I think I, that I think uh I think Bryson uh, is it there's a, there's a couple of really pretty uh almost like water holes on Have you done your research on the course yet?
0: No, but and and I think they're switching it around to make okay. sure that some of the, some of the holes you're talking about definitely get uh, get played.
1: What do you mean they're switching it around?
0: Well, so like at Hazeltine, they may they switch the nines, and I've I've heard that they're gonna like change some of the holes so that like eighteen, you I I, I this actually might not be true. I think I heard this that they they want eighteen to be played, so they're gonna make it like fifteen instead and just move oh, things. Oh, right. okay. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Different order. What's the name of that in golf? There's a name for routing? it. The, routing. Routing. That's yeah. it. Yeah. There you go. I got I've got to go ahead and do my uh my research to find out what the SAS championship routing is gonna be for when I defend uh the media <laughs> cup in October. See the champions Champions Tour Sass Championship and get Prestonwood Country Club in Cary, North Carolina. It's really my only golf success as being <laughs> one fourth of the
0: Media Cup championship team. So can you give me a can you give me a strokes gain number for yourself?
1: uh in that in like in our last performance
0: well no just later this year i I just want to report on it
1: yeah absolutely i'll keep all the stats it's it's gotten intense will brinson's a a part of it uh adam gold who you've done some radio you've like graced us with uh some radio conversation is adam brinson me and alec campbell the producer and uh it was it was will was bringing us through on the greens. I had a couple good drives that set us up in good position. Not not great on approach shots. Can't say my proximity to hole was giving us any advantages.
0: So you are like, uh, I don't know, Bubba? Like just monster off the tee and just can't get it close?
1: Maybe, but Bubba's got so much more distance and it was just I was the only <laughs> one that did it. There were just a couple holes where I wasn't the one who fired it into the trees. Yeah. We've, we've got some yeah. podcast listeners that have played golf. They know that if I've got it working off the tee, it's not going to go real far, but I, c- I can set us up in a spot uh, yeah, in the fairway. All right, so let's go. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, Ricky Fowler. Uh,
0: I went Fleetwood. Fowler's Ryder Cup record is not great, so I went Europe here. Uh, I think Fleetwood's going to just kill. Like I think he is going to crush. Uh, he won at Paris, I want to say, a couple years ago uh i think it was last year i think he won the french open there is that right that sounds right right. he won two european Uh, events last year and he just he just makes so many birdies i mean I i just think he's gonna i think he's gonna be awesome i think he's gonna i think he's gonna be the guy like i think rory's gonna play well and rose is gonna play well but i think fleetwood's gonna be the guy that i thought rom was gonna be which is this sort of breakout european star everybody's Looking around, saying, "I knew this guy was good, but th- he might he might turn into a just a great Ryder Cupper over the next decade."
1: He beat your boy Peter Uline by one stroke, dropping a sixty six in the final round to win the French Open last year.
0: Yeah, that one's painful for Uline. Mm. Needed that.
1: Needed that one.
0: Yeah, uh, Uline, Uline was great this year, by the way. PGA on the PGA Tour's first year on the PGA Tour. Uh, almost made it to the tour championship. He was really good.
1: Uh, where did he finish in the, I guess he was like 35th or something.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I'll look it up.
1: Um, okay. So Ricky Fowler is a player that we've associated with being a part of Ryder cups and United States competition. Cause it feels like he's done it. Every opportunity he's had since he was 21 years old and now he's what? 28, 29 starting to get closer to 30 We've had almost a decade of Ricky Fowler in international competition. Do you look at Ricky Fowler as one of the U.S.'s best international uh, competitors?
0: Uh, U.N. finished 64th, by the way. I I thought he was higher than that. Uh, Still a good year. Top 70 is pretty solid, especially first year on the PGA Tour. Uh, Fowler... Um I don't know. I, you know, I th- I think there's something to be consa- to excuse me, to be said for consistently being on these teams. I, I think that he is looked at as somebody they can go to, they can put a lot on his shoulders on these teams. It, he just hasn't he just hasn't won a lot again. He hasn't won a lot in in Ryder Cup matches. I haven't like gotten into the like I haven't gotten real granular with his matches. He did have that awesome comeback in twenty ten against one of the Molinari brothers to have a point and give the US a shot. But I think his record's like three eight and two or something, three eight and three in, in Ryder Cups, uh, which is just it's not great. It needs to be better. But I do think that he I don't know. I, I just think he's somebody that everybody trusts, which I, I think is sort of invaluable on a on a like in a team event like this.
1: Um, what are you expecting to see from Jordan Spieth here? And uh, and you've got him in this exercise paired up against Alex Noren.
0: Yeah, I got uh, – Which, by the way, edge
1: Jordan sure. Spieth. I don't care how you're playing. One's a genera- generationally great golfer.
0: Yeah, I, I gave that to the U.S. Neither guy's playing very well. I just pedigree with Spieth over Noren. Spieth, man, I don't know. That 73 on Monday was gross. That was bad he he so he misses the tour, the tour championship for the first time as a pro, and i he shot a seventy three when he when he knew he needed to shoot something good on a course that was easy I mean the scoring average on Monday was like sixty seven or sixty eight he was five or six over the the field average when he knew he needed to go low to get to the tour championship. I mean, that does – that and that's your last round before the Ryder Cup. I think that – I think the Ryder Cup can change things. I think you can become a different person and player at the Ryder Cup. I You know, but that was – that did not engender much confidence uh, for me and in, in Jordan Spieth going into Paris.
1: Uh, this is a quote that's on com right now written by Kyle Porter. I wouldn't take Winston Churchill over Patrick Reed at a Ryder Cup, even if they were playing sides in risk. <laughs> it's a good line
0: it's true it's true i wouldn't I, i mean you could you could literally uh pit patrick reed against anybody on this uh on this european team and i would pick patrick reed even rory because he dusted rory at he didn't dust him he beat him at uh at hazeltine
1: i will i will say that given his uh breakthrough as an individual player in the, in, in the weird, uh, you know, like you can't, in in the weird sort of theory of you can't have it all, I am wondering if it is possible for this mythical Ryder Cup status for it to continue f- forever. And you know, it can't continue forever, but I I am curious about because uh, the Patrick Reed at the Ryder Cup was for many golf fans what defined him. And I wonder if if that is uh, – if that's something that he can keep going. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think that – I mean, you talk to players and caddies and they just kind of chuckle at like how he becomes such a different player and person at a Ryder Cup. So, yes, I agree with you, but I, I just think there's something transformational about that week for him that – you know, who knows? He might play terrible golf, but I, I just think it's... I mean, now
1: that he's a major championship winner and complaining about his baseball seats, are we talking about the same guy
0: anymore? Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I think we are. Uh, I hope we are. I hope we I wanna, are, yeah. I, I want to see it again. But, yeah, it, uh, that is interesting. And, and I think, I think his partnership this year with who he gets paired with is going to be interesting because you know do you do you or him and spieth is that a is that a is that a Stenson and rose thing like has like the european team has just banked on uh for years and years and years or is that okay like we've both found our footing at a rider cup now we can move some stuff around I, I i don't i don't know i don't know what the the future of the Ryder cup holds for patrick reed but um i'm excited to to watch it unfold ricky fowler by the way Two, four, and five at Ryder Cups. So not as, not as bad as I thought, but still not great. Uh,
1: Terrell Hatton, Tony Finau.
0: Where's the edge? I got Finau. Uh, no experience between either one. I just, Finau's just playing out of his mind right now. He's playing such good golf. I mean, 15 straight rounds in the 60s. I know Aronamik was not the hardest course. PJ Championship, not the hardest course. But nobody else has done that. And uh, he's, he's just been awesome.
1: Sergio against Webb. Can't believe you're giving it to Sergio.
0: Yeah, I shouldn't. Uh, of course, I probably shouldn't give Spieth and Norrin to Spieth, but uh, I don't know. I, I trust Sergio at Ryder Cups until he proves otherwise. You, you could make an argument that Sergio is the greatest Ryder Cup golfer of all time
1: based on how long he's been playing and how many wins he has, like those, those sorts of statistics for the argument.
0: Yeah. I think he's got, I think he needs like three or four points to become the winningest, uh, European rider, or maybe the winningest rider cup golfer ever. Wow. Uh, in terms of like most points won, uh, he, he probably won't do that this year. I think that's the number. I think Faldo leads at like 25 and a half or something like that. Um, I don't know. He's played so bad this year and Webb's played so well that it's it is hard to to give the nod to Sergio, but I just again like I go to their Ryder Cup histories and I think there's more I think there's more weight there for both of their histories at Ryder Cups than uh than for some of the other guys that I'm looking at.
1: I agree. I I mean that's that's totally fair. I mean Webb's been in two or three Ryder Cups. Two?
0: He's, yeah, he was uh, 12 and 14. And so he's got,
1: uh, he's, it's, and it's not a terrible record, but it's not a winning record.
0: Yeah, I can't remember. I'm, I'm more, I think I'm more referencing Sergio there, just his success. Uh, I can't, I, I don't know. I'd have to look up Webb's record. It's not, they don't have it listed on the Ryder Cup website. I don't know why. They've got everybody else, but they don't have Webb. Mm. Fake news. Patrick reads, yeah. Patrick reads six one and two. By the way, Ian Poulter against Big Cat. Uh, that's not hard. Yeah, Poulter wasn't good in fourteen. Kind of, kind of the uh, dirty little secret of that European win. He went zero one and two. And uh, Tiger's just been awesome all year. And, um, and Poulter, and Poulter hasn't.
1: But Poulter did say the cryotherapy chambers help with weight loss. So <laughs> how is he the – how is he just the
0: – they must be really, really
1: fit for Poulter to be the the pudgy joke of the group.
0: I know. Well, they are. I mean, Fleetwood's skinny. Rory's, Rory and Stinson are both kind of ripped up. And uh, I don't know. I guess Poulter's just been too much – too much time with his lamborghini not enough exercise. No, Polter's
1: just gotten older. He's just he's yeah. just as aged.
0: So uh let's see Webb went 2 and 2 in in 2012 and then in 2014 he I think he only played twice. He went uh he went 01 and 1. So he is 2 3 and 1. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, that's fine. Uh and then
1: Phil against Thorborn Olison.
0: Yeah, I gotta go Phil. And and this is sort of the point where I made like Thorborn Olsson's like the perfect twelfth man for a Ryder Cup, like a normal Ryder Cup team. Playing great. Uh seems like he's you know just like like Finau would be kind of the perfect twelfth man, uh but he's ranked number fifteen in the world. <laughs> And has had and just Oles- a
1: stellar season since April.
0: Yeah, and Ollison is what the twelfth guy should be ranked, which is forty fourth. I mean, right. he's just you know, that's like a normal Ryder Cup team. The European team is is really good. I mean, they have a really good team. It's just that the US team, their lowest ranked guy is again, one of the top twenty five players of all time, or excuse me, one of the top twelve players of all time, and is ranked number twenty five in the official world golf rankings. I and mean, it's just it's 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 insane. It's unfathomable that they've got so many guys that high up in the world golf rankings on this team and uh they're going to they are and will be a, a a big time favorite. So it just comes down to execution. The way we just played it out
1: uh that was a 7 to 5 advantage head to head based on the world rankings and you know as we mentioned before you could you could keep reshuffling it and you could continue to find more ways where things look good for the United States. But that's also based on the way that uh, players have been playing recently. And all it would take is just a little bit of underperformance. Like you've even mentioned so many times before that in these team competitions, things can sway when everybody's out there on the course, it can look like everything is going to be going uh, the United States ways and it and it can turn really, really fast. So I, I, I tell you what, I, I come out of this grading exercise uh, probably with my, my takeaway being uh, what well, we, we mentioned earlier, that I think the pressure is all on the United States to go out there and get it done right now, which is an advantage for the Europeans in and of itself.
0: Yeah, totally. And the fact that it's in Europe, and I mean, you could, you could probably argue that Europe has the uh, I don't know. I mean, how many are are you taking anybody on the U.S. over, say, Rose and Rory? Like in terms of a writer Cup, I guess maybe Reed. But I don't know. Th- again, like the European, like the top guys on the European side are going to have to be lights out. And if they're not, I don't know. Do you trust Alex Norren? Do you no. trust Thorborn Olsson? Do you trust Terrell Hatton? Do you no. trust? Do you, do you even trust Paul Casey who's not playing that great? Do you trust your second highest ranked guy, Francesco Molinari, who's never won a full point? Yeah, but he's the metronome. Yeah, I mean, maybe you do, and maybe those guys will be great. Uh, but it it's you know, the way that they're the way that both teams are are kind of coming in and, and playing, it's not the it's not really the heavyweight on heavyweight matchup that I thought it was gonna be at the beginning of the year.
1: I agree. Uh, he is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Uh, Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip.
0: I think about that 16 Ryder Cup all the time. All the time. All the time. I think about that 16 Ryder Cup all the time.